You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Big game on Big Monday coming up tonight. If you are listening on Monday, it is Syracuse and Duke. Really big game tonight, Ty. Quad one opportunity. Attorney implications out the wazoo right here. That's, That's my analysis. I think that's all we need to know right here. This is a big swing game in terms yeah. of the, the tournament odds. Yeah, well, let's just shout out the Bartorvik numbers because we love looking at that site, and obviously you can do the team cast. We've shouted it out on the last couple games. If Right now, Syracuse, as of us recording here, on this Sunday night, 32% chance to make the tournament. That's about as high as it's been in a while. I'll, I'll take right. that. Right, and you got to remember, we've been tweeting out the bubble watch at our mm-hmm. Twitter account, at LO underscore Syracuse. Games that you need to watch. Lots gone Syracuse's way this past weekend. I think they ended up going eight and four in terms of the team Syracuse needed to win. Ended up going eight and four, and yeah. that is a spectacular number. Which, if you had told me they would have beat Notre Dame seventy five sixty seven, which honestly, I don't know if you realize this. I don't think enough's been made about this. This is back to back games. They've won seventy five to sixty seven. Same exact. Yeah, score. I was looking at the the T rank <laughs> from Bart Torvik, and I was like, oh wait. Well, both of those scores yeah. are the same. That's uh, that's a little strange, but yeah, how about in it? In different manners, for sure. There was a 40-12 oh, yeah. <laughs> run in one of them. Yeah. But yeah, if you would have told me they would have beat Notre Dame and rocketed up by that much, then that's pretty awesome that they're yeah, at 32%. Point A to point B was not a straight path in, no. in terms of both of those wins. <laughs> they were not the same paths. Exactly. Well, so they're 32% right now to make it according to BartTorvik.com. But with the win tonight against Duke, and things could change, but this is just based on the simulation right now, 56% they would skyrocket to. And they would be one of the last four buys, according to BartTorvik, and their simulations there. With the loss, they would drop to 23%. So they're expected to lose this game. If they lose, it's not over. Unlike Notre Dame, it would have been over if they had lost, I'd say, against Notre Dame. But it's one of those games where you don't have a quad one win, and this is your chance to start picking them off here as the season winds down. You're going to have a handful of opportunities left, and whether or not that Clemson game happens, where Clemson even ends up in the net is still kind of up for debate. But these are the games you have to take advantage of. You put it perfectly. Not the end of the world if you lose, but it's something that can take you to the next level. It's the opposite of what we saw with the Boston College game where if you lost, season was over. But if you won, not really going to help your status a whole lot. This is the opposite. So, But don't take it like it's a a no-lose situation. That's the thing is because there's so much to gain. Just from Bart Torvik and looking at how the whole simulation thing calculates out if Syracuse does win this, they go from being the first team out on Bart Torvik to the second team in the last four buys. So you're leapfrogging a bunch of teams, including Duke, Remember, we kind of advocated that you wanted Duke to win games so that they could sort of build up their own resume, and this is a quality win if you do beat them. But on top of that, they're now sort of inching their way back in the hunt for a tourney spot. It is getting a lot closer, and that's something that you can take advantage of on Big Monday. So here are the metrics on Duke right now. They're 10-8 and on the season, up to 8-6 and in ACC play because they have won three straight. Their net ranking is a 55, and you bring up a great point there because, remember, we did a podcast about a week ago talking about the bubble and how many quad one wins you would have, and at the time, Duke was hovering around the 75 mark, which is the cutoff for a quad one win on the road, 
And we were like, yeah, you hope that's a quad one win. Now, I think we can safely say with them sitting at 55 in the net, this will stand as a quad one win, even if Duke collapses after they right. lose to Syracuse. There's just not enough happen. opportunities left for, for them to collapse outside of the threshold. Yeah, so they're 55. Syracuse, by the way, up to 46 in the net, which is really pretty solid for bubble standard. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but Duke... This is amazing, and we've talked about this a lot all year. They're somehow still on Ken Palm, 31 in the country right now. Put it in it rice. Makes no sense. That's what I've been yeah. saying. <laughs> I mean, the, the computer is sopping wet right now. You need to get that big extra value bag at Wegmans and just dump the computer in there because <laughs> exactly. it's so broken at this point. And it's it's hard to make sense of this Duke team because really their bugaboo this year has been defense. Ken Palm defense, 79th in the country. Their offense is 15th in offensive efficiency on Ken Palm. They've now won three straight, and they're now 5-0 and without Jalen Johnson, which we know was a huge talking point with Jim Beheim oh last week. But, I, I mean, there is – I don't think Beheim was really that wrong. And I, I tweeted out the, the funny Larry David gif of him not realizing whether he should be happy or sad – about Beheim's maybe hypothetical reaction to watching the end of that Duke game the other night. Because on one hand, his take got stronger, but on the other hand, he's got to play this Duke team, who is playing like a good team right now. Like, I do think they looked very good against Virginia. I will say this, in terms of the whole Jalen Johnson stuff, I think Beheim is both right and he is both wrong. I think that he is correct in in that, yes, has Duke played a little bit better? Sure, but I don't think Coach K utilized Jalen Johnson very well. I think... Coach K, that's about as poorly as we've seen him coach a top five or like a bona fide five-star recruit. I really do. And he misutilized him. There were a lot of games where he didn't start. And of course, there's the, the, the giant kind of disclaimer that I feel like is getting brushed under the rug amid all the drama. And it's that he's been hurt and it's not easy, especially in a pandemic-ridden season, to navigate injury, basketball, school. It's not. And yeah. that's something that... I think Jalen Johnson, you're going to see him go out to the NBA, and he will probably be one of the better players in this class. And I don't think the him leaving the program necessarily makes them better. Although, obviously, the numbers don't support that a whole lot. But look at a lot of the losses, too. A lot of the losses, Jalen Johnson is either A, balling out, and he's balled out in a number of wins as well, or Coach K has played him like eight minutes. And it's been one of those games where, uh, if Jalen Johnson was in there a little longer, maybe you beat Louisville. Maybe you beat uh, Virginia Tech. You might pull out some of these other wins. And a lot of their preseason projection of why they were supposed to be a top 10 team is because a lot of people thought Jalen Johnson could be a Jabari Parker type player for Duke and lead this team when they didn't really have a star last year. And obviously the year before that, they had that huge recruiting class with Zion. So now Matt Hurd has, has turned into their star at this point in the season. But yeah, I do think... Just real quickly, my, my takeaway from Jim's comments, one, I would say the thing before I jump into anything else here is just don't even say anything if you're Coach Behan. Right. Like, I'm, I'm kind of no sick need. of this. Yeah, like, just I mean, he said the same thing about Akinjo. Of. He said the same thing about likes. He, he yeah. said very similar things about Baisley, and I don't think he's necessarily been right on any of those three. I don't I don't think it matters if he's right or wrong. I will say it doesn't, yeah. It it wasn't a storyline about Akinjo and likes, and I do think there's something to the fact that it's almost like Jay Billis just was venting about everyone's thoughts on Jalen Johnson and he mm-hmm. made it a little bit too directly at Bayheim, because I did kind of have a problem with Billis going into the racial undertone part of it when 
he talked about how people are referring to his camp and his posse and stuff like that. And right. Beheim didn't say anything about that. I mean, to be clear, no, was, I, I don't think there was nothing yeah, that... racial about it. But and then it, to all the people saying that, oh, this is just Billis standing up for one of his dukies. No, not really, because I mean, the Duke fan base has kind of pulled the the Herbie on him. All right, I mean, it's not. It's kind of like how Ohio State fans don't like Kirk Herbstreet anymore because he's kind of a little harsh on them. Duke fans are getting in that territory with Jay Billis, too. So it's not like this is, oh, this is the brotherhood sticking up for itself right here. I want to remind you guys about rockauto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online now for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com today to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got a unique and remarkably easy catalog to navigate, I know, because I've used it several times. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. And their prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts and go to that brick-and-mortar store where you can just get everything done in one easy sweep of the web right now. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you go, write Locked On. And their How Did You Hear About Us box. So they know that we sent you. Again, put Locked On. And they're, how did you hear about us, Box? And they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So getting into how Syracuse matches up against this Duke team here, you know, Buddy Beheim was terrific in the last game, career-high 29 points. Shout-out to James Zuba because he brought this to my attention. I think he tweeted out this stat. Great fall. Yep, one we of retweeted our, this our as favorite well. Guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. So it's basically Buddy shooting over the last stretch of games here. And in the last five games, Buddy from three, 16 of 33, 48% from deep. So he's kind of finding his his hot stretch here a little bit. Now you go up, I'd say, a little bit in talent competition for sure, maybe not defensively because Duke has had a lot of flaws defensively this season, but he might have a Jordan Goldwire on him a little bit in this game where he's a very good defender and Goldwire is not going to score a lot or not even going to look at the basket a lot, but he does a lot of little things for this Duke team. Maybe you have Wendell Moore guarding Buddy for stretches. Duke has athletes to put on him and some physical guys to put on him. So it's going to be another tough test. He played decently well against Duke last year. I think he was in double figures, but he was two for seven from three in that game, that game that they lost inside the Dome. So they're going to need Buddy to be really good the rest of the season, or Joe, one or the other. And I I think Buddy is kind of finding his stride at this point in the season. And he's a key in this game once again. And like we say, you need all of them. And, And to beat a team as talented as Duke, I know the record isn't sparkling right now, but there's plenty of talent on there. McDonald's All-Americans, guys who have been top 50, all, all that stuff. I mean, every accolade you could possibly ask for is on this Duke roster and will be on this Duke roster for the foreseeable future. And that's never scared Syracuse in the past. 
I mean, look at Marek Dolja. You think he's afraid of a single Duke player on that other side? No. I mean, he, he took the charge from Zion. That That's the scariest <laughs> Duke moment he will have in his entire career. So I, I'm just looking for Syracuse to match physicality here. I, I think down low, you've got a chance to take an advantage of a big man matchup with Matthew Hurt. And you'll see some Mark Williams out there as well. Maybe he's even some Jemen Brickfield. So you're going to have a chance to play physical with these guys. And they don't scare me. They, they really don't when, when I watch them play. I mean, there are a lot of games that Duke has played this year that they just flat out had zero business winning. And, and the, those are games that they have lost, too. And it's because the other opponent made them pay. They executed off mistakes. I look at Miami. I look at the North Carolina game, the Notre Dame game. When they went in that three-game rut, those teams were taking advantage of Duke's mistakes. They're going to make them against this team especially with a different defensive look that they're going to be throwing at them. So can Syracuse make them pay? Are they going to be able to shoot down at Cameron? That, to me, is the burning question with this team. Yeah, and Duke has been shooting the basketball great of late, especially Matt Hurt. He really – I've never really been a huge Matt Hurt guy. He was fantastic against Virginia. He was tremendous against Virginia. 22 points, 9 rebounds. And 22 he's got points kind of, in a game where they scored 66. I think that's right. an important disclaimer. The guy is 14 of his last 19 from three in his past three games. That's 73%. And Duke is shooting at 44% from three as a team in the last three games. All of them wins. NC State, Wake, and then this win over Virginia. So two kind of eh, decent wins, I'd say. I mean, they did blow out NC State and Wake. So something to be said about that. Syracuse didn't blow out NC State when they played them. And they have blown out Clemson at times. Like, they put it together in games this year. But on the subject of Matt Hurt, it's not a, not the prettiest shot in the world. And he takes a lot of contested threes where it's like, whoa, like, is that his game? Is that really going to go in? But they've been going in lately. And he's not really super fluid, but he's got some post moves that he can go to. And Duke is odd the way that they go against the 2-3 zone. When you watch back a lot of the games between Duke and Syracuse in the past, they do not worry about flashing a guy at the high post very much. I encourage everyone to kind of watch how Duke plays against the 2-3 zone. Assuming they kind of go off what they've normally done, they will not put a guy in the free throw line area at all, really. And the only time they really do it is when a pass goes down low to a big guy and then someone comes in from the wing on down to the free throw line instead of someone popping up from underneath the basket towards the free throw line. So it's an interesting approach, but I think they do a good job of getting the ball to the baseline and getting the ball down low to their big guys, which have given Syracuse a lot of fits in the past. And a big reason why they do that is because they rely on their talent. They think that talent-wise, even if you're playing a zone, we can kind of blow by you with some of our guards. And yeah. we've seen them try to do that in the past. I think back to R.J. Barrett. I mean, he tried to do that every single time. And it worked a lot in that second game, not as much in the first meeting between those teams that season. But when he was cooking and when he was getting inside the paint and doing it himself, and listen, they've got some guards. But the thing is, is they've got some guards that turn the ball over a lot as well. I look at Jeremy Roach. Uh, Jordan Goldwire isn't the most sure-handed guy, at least by Duke senior guard standards. And, and then DJ Stewart as well. Those are guys that will turn the basketball over on you. So yeah. if at the top of the zone, if you can get some pokes, if you can get, like I think this could be a big Kadari-Richmond game. Because they are going to need that defense at the top to not allow these Duke guards to penetrate that inside area. Yeah, I'd say Goldwire is pretty good. But the, the other two, because Goldwire, I think his assist-to-turnover ratio is is right up there in the top of the conference. But that doesn't mean everything, obviously. He's not playing a lot. Right. He, 
He's turning it over on approximately 19% of possessions. One of the worst on the team. Not what you want out of a senior guard. Right. Um, I do think when he's out there, he usually makes the right play. Um, But you're right about the talent point. That's a good point because even when they go up against man-to-man, which we know they won in this game, but still it's worth noting, they don't run a lot of pick and roll as a team. And it's kind of surprising. because they don't have the bigs to do it. Like, yeah. in the past, they've had the bigs to do it. This year, they don't. Yeah, but I'm saying traditionally, like, in Duke's offense, oh, okay. they never run pick and roll. And I think they're always right around 300th in the country in pick and roll usage on offense, which is just fascinating because they have a lot of NBA guys, and that's a lot of the NBA these days is pick and roll and just getting your talent 2v2 and making the right play. I think Williams could give Syracuse some problems. He's He does have some upside. He just hasn't really put it together this year. And for those He's wondering— He's a big dude. Yeah, yeah he, he's big. And, and if Seven they get the foot, ball to him, right, like he's got he's got it in him. He just hasn't had the opportunity yet. In some games, he's a total non-factor. Also, for those wondering, I doubt we see Patrick to in this game. He has not played hardly at all for Duke this year. Seven games. That's, that, that's yeah. all he's appeared in. Yeah, so I, I don't think we'll see him. But I, I think Duke can hurt you down low and they can hurt you on the glass as well, which scares me. Right. It'll come down to... What kind of Syracuse defense do we see on the perimeter? Are they letting Duke get in the lane, do whatever they want? Are they letting up three-pointers? This is a Duke team that, like you mentioned, the the numbers may not look great right now, all right? They, they're shooting like 37%, still pretty good, but middle of the pack from deep in the conference right now. Is this going to be one of those games where Syracuse, it's like Notre Dame in the first half, and any bucket that you want from deep, the Fighting Irish were getting. Is Duke going to get those looks? What what are we going to see in the first half defense? Because I don't know if this team is going to be able to pull off that Herculean effort once again, especially on the short breaks. I bring up the number all the time. Big Monday road teams are 2-7 and seven this year. 2-7. and seven. So it's, it's that tough little turnaround here right. that Syracuse is going. Again, if this game is on a Tuesday or a Wednesday – I feel a lot better about the Orange's chances, but that quick turnaround there, we've seen it play out this year. It has not favored the road teams. And this mean, this game means so much to both teams. Because like you said, right. Duke, all of a sudden, after a top 10 win, although Virginia's not going to stay in the top 10, but still, it's a good win. Now, there's some murmurs of maybe Duke is on the outside of the bubble and could play their way into the NCAA tournament. So there's no shot that Duke's going to come out asleep at the wheel in this game. They are hungry to get back into the tournament, and now they're hearing sort of all that talk. But anyway, let's uh, we'll get into the prop shop in just a little bit. But as we do on every single preview podcast, it's time to hand it over to our guy, Anthony DeBundo. It's time for DeBundo's Digits. The numbers you need to know. Anthony DeBundo breaks down the biggest stats for this week's Syracuse matchup. DeBundo's Digits. If you ain't taking stats, stick the f*** out the class. On the Locked On Syracuse Podcast. I'll just a Where you at? Let's go. And surprise, Anthony is not here today. He had a lot of stuff going on, so he just sent me one. He sent me one stat, okay. one little nugget for us, Tim. And that is that Duke ranks 333rd in luck per Ken Palm. So there's your DeBundo huh. digit. That means that they are getting a lot of crap luck. Teams are shooting free throws well against them, all that stuff. So that, it just shows you that um, some of these losses may be a little flawed. And so maybe Duke is a little bit better than their 10-8 and 8 record might suggest. But 
just a little thing to keep in mind when when the game gets gets into the late stages. Although I yeah, will say Syracuse, one. in terms of luck and the luck factors, Syracuse does size up pretty well with some of them, especially in the free throw department. Like teams are shooting seventy two percent against Duke from the free throw line. Obviously, that's much better than than your average team. But also, Syracuse is a very good three point shooting team, or rather, free throw shooting team. They're, right. they're, so they're they're eighth in the country right now, shooting about eighty percent. And for context, I think the all time record is eighty two percent, and even that's in jeopardy of being broken this year. So, um, yeah, no, uh, Syracuse. I think luck wise, they have some of the the recipe to to maybe foil some of that. So the luck may continue to trend against Duke. All right. Well, I was hoping we'd get Anthony Devundo, of course, and, and maybe hear next his time. Voice. That, that's but, a but, that's a Saturday thing. Yeah, still a good stat from him, and we always appreciate it. Still give him a follow on Twitter, nonetheless. At Anthony Devundo, read his work over at the Daily Orange, and we will dive into the prop shop after this short break. All right, real quick, let me tell you about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You know, football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing, including this Duke and Syracuse game coming up. You're going to want to get in on that action. And if you don't just love sports, maybe you've got some other outside interests. You can even bet on award shows, TV shows, reality TV, anything you can imagine. They've got it for you on Bet Online. You can find prop bets, spreads, money lines, all that fun stuff and real-time updated odds on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets. And the best part is, it's also free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, time for the prop shop, as we do before every single game here. Update on our records after a really, really tough game last week. Yikes. Uh, I rode with you. I, I jinxed you. I'll take the blame. I, I know. I'll this was your chance to, to come back, and we both just laid the egg, basically. I was 0-5 in the last game. I'm still up 14-30 overall, 51-43 and on the year. You are now 40-53 and on the year and uh or one and four last week down 1080 overall at this point you did hit syracuse cover and it's amazing they covered that game it was a yeah, thing of three how about it down 20 and then they cover a, a small spread but they still cover right. i will say this though listen all right there's no shame in admitting that you were wrong with something and while i think in the moment right now jim Beheim looks right with a lot of his jalen johnson comments even though he has since gone on to back him up by saying i've actually not yeah. watched jalen johnson this year but there's no shame in admitting that you're wrong about something. I show up to the prop shop every week and do this with you, Tim. All right? You're so right. Th- there's yeah. no shame in admitting that you're wrong. And yeah. uh, I, I think hope we're is, done with this the, the whole perfect Jaylen example Johnson of that. Thing. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. And that's our first prop. Let, let's just jump into it. We're going to have a little fun here. Jay Bill is calling the game. I, I hope there's some video of maybe them interacting. I, I doubt it happens. But we'll see. Well, are they prop. traveling? I don't think they're traveling. But that is going to be oh, an awkward Zoom point. because they're yeah. going to Zoom and do those pregame meetings. But well, I feel like Sean McDonough is the great buffer, right? Because he's good pals with Bayheim, So he is that great buffer in between these two menacing heads here. Jay Billis versus Jay B- Jim Bayheim, the battle you know, of the JBs. 
I wonder if he'll do the game, though. I haven't seen anything, but I just know that it was Shulman and Billis Saturday night doing a Duke game in Cameron. So, I mean, in a world where they were traveling, but doesn't McDonough McDonough does the Monday game? Yeah, he usually, usually. does. I think, and yeah. then Bill or uh, Shulman does the big Saturday night games. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that's standard. Well, either way, like, Shulman's we'll son does is a is an SU student, so yeah, he, he still can kind of serve as that buffer. I bet. Right. Um, shout out to Ben Schulman. I saw he gave us, uh, we did the 1 to 10 scale of Syracuse making the tournament. I think he put a 5 and said something like, yeah, I can't pick Syracuse basketball in the in the past 5 or 6 years. And we're right there with you, Ben. But first prop shot bet, over under 12 minutes left in the first half when Billis addresses the Jim Beheim comments. I'm going to say there will be more than 12 minutes remaining in the first half. I think that's going to okay. be something that's kind of hit on right out of the gate. I, I'm also interested in I think Jim Beheim is going to make amends in the post game. I think he does. <laughs> I just hope he just don't even stop talking about it. You already said yeah, your piece. You don't have to talk about have it. Said it. Yeah, yeah, right. But he might do that knowing him and, and how he usually handles those situations. As for Buddy Beheim, we'll set his over under at 15 and a half points. And I don't know if you saw this tie, but it's pretty amazing right now. There are three guys tied for the Syracuse team lead in points per game. Buddy, Quincy, Alan Griffin, all of them, exactly 15.2 points per game. Pretty amazing. You know, I'm thinking back tie. to our who is going to lead Syracuse in scoring podcasts that we used to do in the summer. And, yeah. and that is awesome because I think we gave like five different answers over the summer. And, and the fact that there are three guys with what, three or four games left to play in the regular season and they're all yeah. knotted up at 15-2, love it. Right, and Syracuse is the only ACC team with three players inside the top 10 in scoring right now in the league. Buddy over under 15 and a half. I'll take the slide over. I don't think he has a hot game. I think he cools off a little bit, but he's still been shooting well, and Duke's defense isn't that great this year, so I'll say he scores about 16, 17 points. Yeah, Duke the worst three-point shooting defense in the conference, and that lends itself to a big Buddy Bayheim game, and I don't think they necessarily have the size to match up with them as, as much as they would maybe like, so yeah, give me the over. Who will lead Syracuse in scoring? I changed the odds up this week. Alan Griffin plus 205, Quincy plus 205, same odds, Buddy plus 220, JG3 plus 330, Marek plus 600. I'm going to go with, hmm. I'll take Quincy. I think he's due for a, a good okay. game. I'm going to take his fellow plus 205. This feels like a big Alan Griffin game. You know, his brother committed to Duke. Yeah. So is this the kind of shove it in Coach K's face that, hey, how come you didn't give me a Mobley situation where you, you get <laughs> Isaiah so you can get Evan? And why didn't you try to get me to get AJ? Obviously, it worked out for him regardless, but... Maybe that's something that kind of sits with him a little bit. And his dad is so plugged in in the NBA circles. You know, Kay's plugged in in NBA circles, of course, with Team USA. So I'm going to go with Griffin. I feel like this is a revenge game for Griffin in a sense. It's like not you're not going to hear anyone use the word revenge game, but this is a revenge game for Alan Griffin. All right, time for our betting edge segment of the week presented by our friends over at betonline.ag. We have a promo code locked on, get you a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up for your free account. As of us recording at betonline.ag, Duke is five and a half point favorites in this game. I am sadly going to take the Blue Devils. I thought about it a lot. I think the short turnaround hurts Cuse. I think Duke is playing very well right now. And also Syracuse. On the year, 1-6 when they lose the rebounding battle, 12-0 when they win the rebounding battle. 
I just don't really see a way that they win the rebounding battle against this Duke team. So I think they lose the game, and I think they lose by somewhere in the neighborhood of 8 to 10 points. I'm going to match you on that. I do think Duke covers in this one. Listen, if you're giving me this game on a Wednesday, I'm taking Syracuse if you're giving me 5.5. But the quick turnaround games, especially when they're evenly matched teams, which I do think is the case in this game in terms of the context of how their seasons have gone, you usually see the blowout. You usually see the blowout. I look at like the Florida State and um, who, who did they play? Florida State and, and Louisville game. That was a, a How about giant blowout. We blow played out. Virginia. Yeah, coming off Virginia like, Tech. Yeah, yeah. When you're overmatched, or if you, if it's an even game, I, I usually see the blowout. So I'm gonna go with uh, the Blue Devils to take this one, but only because of the situation. And over under 151, probably the highest of the year for a Syracuse game, but it is two bad defenses. I will take the under just because it's set pretty high, and I think it could get ugly maybe chance that Duke blows them out, and that really contributes to it being an under. Yeah, you're you're doing the smart play here and taking the under. I'm going to take the over here. I just think that's fun. It's a it's a sloppy game, but by slop, I mean defensively. There will be slop. And as a result of that, a lot of points being scored in this one. Don't be surprised if a team hits 100 is all I'm going to say. Wow, that would be fun. All right, well, that is going to wrap up our preview podcast. Hope you guys enjoy the game tonight. Follow along with us on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse, and we will be back to recap the game on our Tuesday podcast. Until then, enjoy the game. Oh.